Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And today on the show, I'm going to tell you what Bushu Shuru means in Japan. How about what it means in English? And hey, if you have to go see a man about a horse, what does that mean exactly? This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. We scour the internet and other sources to gather totally useless information just for you. Plus, we answer your emails and Nick, what is news from around the world? He wasn't loving it because he had cold french fries. He called 911. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Expressions come from we want to know right now. Hey, thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate all of your support. We have 65 countries and counting. People are listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy, and we thank you very much for that. It's hard to believe that three years ago we started this show and we were like, Oh, we got like 20 hits, you know, <laughs> now, and now we've got like 20 hits in Botswana. Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the teaser right off the bat, because, you know, if you have to go, um, we're going to give you this right off the bat. So going to see a man about a horse. You, ever, you people hear that all the yes. time, right? Yeah. Yes, I've heard that situation. To yeah. see a man about a dog or a horse or a duck actually is an idiom especially british of basically apologizing for one's imminent departure generally to well conceal one's true purpose which is to go to the bathroom so it's, right. you can go see a man about a horse a dog or a duck or a duck right to go see a man about a horse or a duck or a horse or sorry or a, a horse. I had a guy say that to me once in a bar. He said, I'm going to go see a man about a duck. And so I did because somebody <laughs> threw a bottle at me. <laughs> That's right. And Doug. <laughs> anyway, so if you're going to basically you're saying, pardon me. Why did they just say that? Excuse me. Pardon me. I have to go to the loo or to the bathroom. If right. With a bunch of guys, you just say, you know, I got to go take a, you know what? Yeah. Most often see a man about a dog or see a man about a horse. They're right. euphemisms, right? Used to when going to relieve oneself to the toilet. However, there right. are sometimes they used to mean that someone is going to buy alcohol or an alcoholic drink. What? That's right. So please be careful when you say I'm going to see a man about a horse because it's going to cost you. Yeah, especially if there's like a, a whole bar set up in the bathroom. <laughs> How right. convenient is that? Yeah. You're that's sitting at a bar that's actually a urinal. Yeah, you don't have to get up. Oh, what you a just, great idea. You just keep drinking and boom, you want to let go, you just let go. Just let go. And we'll call it the loo. The loo. The loo. <laughs> and you know what? As an opening. Get you to drink at the loo. We're getting you a drink. your pants in the corner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we should call our friend George with his lederhosen. He can hang his lederhosen there, right? Yeah, George, the lederhosen, I bet you has a little like a, a little fly portal. He doesn't have to take the lederhosen Exactly. Off. And for the first weekend of this brand new bar we're going to open up called the loo, we're going to have yeah. a luau. On the first weekend as a promotion. The luau. The luau yeah, and the listen, luau. and not for nothing, too. I've already figured out, too, so that it's a little more discreet. There's these hoses. They look like vacuum cleaner hoses. <laughs> and you just put your, the Johnson in the hose, mm -hmm. and then boom. Yeah, but what about for the women? For the women, there's a little uh, receptacle built into the seat. Oh, okay. So you have men and women's seats. Gotcha. 
See, yeah. we think of everything here a totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a great great idea as we come up with, folks. This yes. is why people listen to the Oh, show. yeah, that's the only reason why they listen. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're still trying to, you know what? We're still trying to figure out why they're listening, but we thank Very you. Very much like this conversation, this too shall pass. Oh, wow. A great saying, this too shall pass. My wife says it all the time. She had had breast cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a saying, this too shall pass. And But I didn't know this. It was, it's a Persian king challenged his wise men to make him a ring that would make him happy when he was sad and sad when he was happy. So he said to his wise men, if you can do that, you'll basically stay alive. So they got together and one guy took a piece of gold, made a ring out of it and inscribed on it this too shall pass oh i love that and the king said you stay alive and your friends are dead That's right. <laughs> and you... this too shall pass for them now <laughs> going back to our previous conversation about at the loo and if you have a kidney stone we should put a sign up to this too shall pass this too shall pass exactly the two. yes tube the tube <laughs> hey you could tuba. or you could be a day late and a dollar short Hey, yeah, and they, then you know, instead of saying I'm gonna see a man about a horse, yeah. you say I, I need to play the tuba. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I join an orchestra. But you could be a day late and a dollar short. It's another Ooh, way to say two late and dollar short. It's just another way of saying too little, too late. So when a person is a day late and a dollar short, he has not only missed an opportunity due to tardiness, but also because he's not put forth enough effort. He's just a lazy ass, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Originally, the phrase a day late and dollar short most probably referred to not having enough money to avail oneself of something. And the oldest Mm -hmm. known use of the phrase a day late and a dollar short in print was in 1939. And it was a very popular idiom in the American South. Cool. Day late and dollar short. I like that one. I use that. Here's my teaser. In Japan, they have an expression. Bushushuru. Bushushuru, mm-hmm. which means um, hibachi. I like my steak hibachi. No, <laughs> no, no. Bushushuru, it literally means in Japanese, the bush thing. And what it, it refers to is when somebody projectile vomits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because in 1992, George W. Bush got sick and threw up on the prime minister of Japan. I remember that. He literally threw up in his lap and uh, he was trying to hide it, but it wasn't going to be hidden. No, no, no. It all came out, sushi and all. And uh, But anyway, they gave it a name, Bushushuro. So Bushushuro means when you projectile vomit in Japan. That means that you do the bush thing. <laughs> well, I'm glad you defined the bush thing. I wasn't sure where you were yeah, going. Yeah, well, with that. I, you know, in high school, I had a saying for that too. <laughs> yeah, but it means thing. something totally different. Yeah. Yeah, was it like a bushu yoru? Yeah. <laughs> bushu the old tubo. Well, maybe you're visiting the red light district in that case. Ooh. The red light district comes from the use of neon red lights featured in doorways of parlors. You know, those kind of parlors, if you know what I mean. The Fe- old parking parlor, if you know what I mean. That's right. You could park it there. And then you could sit at the bar and, and go to the loo. Street prostitution is illegal in the Netherlands 
for well right. in many other countries of course but the use of a red neon light in a doorway is a smart trick to attract customers mm-hmm. but everywhere i mean it's like a way in to amsterdam they have the red light district that's where it probably came not from. that i've ever been there with nick no no not <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was only twice okay that's term sniper hunt it's an expression an old expression called sniper hunt and it describes the hunting habits of a snipe bird who sees his prey from a long distance and then he attacks his prey the prey doesn't even know he's there by the time he's flying fast he gets the prey but he sees the mouse from a mile away so that term old English term sniper hunt Mm -hmm. ends up being changed into the word sniper, which is a guy who has a big scope on a gun who sits a hundred yards away and knocks people off. Wow. So the term sniper comes from the term sniper hunt, which actually describes the hunting of the snipe bird. That is that one down. It is. Because I heard a sniper, but not the... (laughs) I'm putting the Johnson in the tube. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, you know what? I like to stick around, but I have bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. It's a colloquial expression in American. What? Colloquial. You're talking about sex now? No, no, colloquial. Oh, colloquial. Yeah, not old colloquial. (laughs) Not not coitus. Colloquial (laughs) expression in in American. I don't even want you to say that anymore. It sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. Hey, would, would you like to see my colloquial? Uh, I'd like to colloquial you. Right <laughs> anyway, it was an expression in those times in, yes. Amer- in American or British English that generally means someone has more important things to do, which is, you know, other than what's currently going on. So basically, right. if you say, look, I have bigger fish to fry, so I'm out of here. So you're not important enough for me to stick around. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, there you go. See, I like my sniper hunt. Yeah, I think that's, that's the expression of the day. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and speaking of bigger fish to fry, we thank you for sticking around. Hey, speaking of sticking around. Yes. We are getting so many emails. Folks, we're doing birthday messages all over the place. And thank you to the people that are going to nickandroy.com. If you go to nickandroy.com, you type on, you just hit on birthday messages in the mm-hmm. top of the menu bar and you can actually hear an example of it it's the greatest gift that you could give to somebody honestly it is really the greatest gift that anybody that you say they have everything they don't have this nick and i do an actual show for that person for their birthday it's a very condensed show about the day that that person was born but you can hear an actual um, example of it on our website, nickandroy.com. People are going nuts. The emails, most of our emails are now about birthday messages, but yeah. yeah, that's right. And we thank you for that. And the feedback that I get, because every time we send them a birthday message, we always like to hear some feedback and just about everyone that comes back, they say, thank you for the opportunity for such a unique gift. Yeah, this you have is, to see their face. They loved it. I mean, it, it really is. It's great. You go to nickandroy.com, type on birthday, birthday message, and listen. You'll see what I'm saying. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Wall Street, Bay Street, NASDAQ, Penseng, loonies, toonies, dollars, and yens. This is On the Money with Nick and Roy. 
You know, Nick, the first Bitcoin transaction, I am on fire for season seven. You are. Mm. May 22nd, 2010. Yeah. So, so 12 years ago, the first Bitcoin transaction, I even have the guy's name, Laszlo Hayek purchased two Papa John pizzas. Papa John accepted it. Yeah. 10,000 Bitcoins were given, which was approximately $41 at the time. The current value of those Bitcoins would be $230 million. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. insane. It is. Because back then they were worth pennies. You know, they were, they were worthless. Yeah. It's a lot of dough. <laughs> it's a lot of cheddar it is now speaking of cheddar okay speaking of cheddar uh um we're, we're gonna give you like a slang term for money right because we're doing money all right mm -hmm. it's another reference for money because it's believed to relate to government cheese provided as aid to impoverished families Oh, my God, like in the Bronx. Do you remember that? So Roy the and I... Yeah, the trucks would pull up and people would get online and grab the cheese. Blocks of American yellow cheese. And uh, Roy and I, uh, we grew up in the 70s and 80s in, uh, in the Bronx, New York. Roy's currently residing in Florida. I'm in Toronto, Canada. But we grew up in the, in the Bronx in the 70s and 80s. Yep, they would provide cheese for impoverished families. We escaped. Uh, we did. We, <laughs> we you know, escaped. we were quite fortunate enough. Yes, we were fortunate enough where we didn't have to line up for that, but we did see it. And one of the uh, the uh, slang references for money is cheddar for that reason. Because of the government cheese, That's it was right. like money, That's giving right. people money. That's they gave right. them cheese. Yes. Wow. Putting pennies in the ground around your plants. This is a this is a, something interesting for for people that have gardens. Uh, putting pennies around your plants will stop slugs from going near the roots and the plant itself. Oh. The reason is pennies are made of copper and the ground has zinc in it. Zinc and copper together make an electrical charge. If the slug touches the penny, he gets a very slight shock and he stays away from the actual plants. So now I'm up to about $375 worth of pennies, but my <laughs> garden looks fantastic. Not only that, <laughs> but you've also charged your iPhone. Yeah. So here's what I'd like people to do. Yes. Please, it, it works so much better with $20 bills. Yeah. So yeah. just put $20 bills in your garden and yeah. email to nickandroy.com no. and tell us where your garden yes. is. That's right. <laughs> it's dirt cheap. We'll come and check and make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure. You know what? I was, as you were telling me that fact, I said, you know what? Let me open up the door here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dusty in this place. It's useful information. useful so i heard someone say this the other day they said yeah i'm uh i was hired to do this small job and they gave me some scratch i'm like what the heck did they give him like scratch lottery tickets scratch, like money yes yeah, scratch well it's slang for paper or coin money and it's generally refers to small amounts to be paid for small medial jobs so you make some scratch wow isn't that crazy yeah it's like another word for that would be like walking around cash Walking yeah. around money. Yeah. I've it's, heard that saying a lot down here in Florida. Oh, I just got, I, I just have it for walking around money. Well, you I know. just have some sitting down money because I don't go anywhere. 
Yeah, but usually I stop to buy things. I don't just walk around. If you're walking around, you can never spend it. That's right. Then you spend all of it. Then you don't have any money to walk around with. <laughs> yeah, we figure out all of life's problems. This just in, the Federal Reserve of the United States, which we all trust. We trust the United States, don't we? Well, God trusts them, and God we trust. Yeah, right? yeah. and God I trust, yes. And Biden, I know, not so much. The Federal Reserve <laughs> has counted all the $100 bills in banks, registers, investment firms, and other sources. Mm -hmm. And they have found that two-thirds of all the $100 bills in circulation are missing oh. and unaccounted for, which means people are hiding them. Oh. So two thirds of all the $100 bills ever printed are being hidden, probably in safes, mattresses, mattresses. people's gardens. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Check your garden now. Check it out. But well, can you imagine that? Two thirds. So that's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I think me and you should be deputized to go and find them. <laughs> yes, most people want to deputize us anyway. Now step back from the door. That's right. Step back from the door, Mr. Trump. No one's going to get hurt. <laughs> We're going to Mar-a-Lago. That right. seems to be an easy place to raid. It is. <laughs> Uh, isn't raid the stuff that you um, spray to get yeah. rid of pests? Yeah, they probably yeah. do that next to him. Exactly. Yeah. So, so a hundred bucks. Now I'm thinking. I'm glad you said that because oh, did you say that? But I think you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Why? Why <laughs> is it to you? <laughs> was it to you? Well, I'll tell you what it is to me and to everyone else. Why is a U.S. dollar called a buck? Ooh. It was derived from the 18th century pioneer era America when buck or deerskins were used as currency. A buck is slang for one dollar. Sure, so they must have paid one dollar for the deerskin, so it was a buck. A buck, that's right. And two bucks. I'm wondering though, did you have to pay bucks to get the buck? No, I'll take two bucks skins, and then the guy would just want two dollars. So right, two so bucks. Two bucks. Two bucks. So it's slang, and it's it survived into modern day. So you ask anybody, one of the most common terms for money in the United States is bucks. It's a yeah, hundred. So bucks. if you went to the 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 store, the general store, and, and got a bag of flour, and they said it's two bucks, it's two dollars, they'd say, well, here's two bucks skins, two right, bucks, a couple of bucks. Wow. See, cool. Listen, laugh, and learn. Emrick Junta mm -hmm. was a master counterfeiter. Emrick took the Secret Service for a ride for over 10 years. They were searching for this guy. You know why? He counterfeited $1 bills, and he only made enough for himself to survive so what happened was when he needed to go to the store and spend twenty dollars he made twenty dollars it's so hard to catch the guy because he just spent it for necessities so well he did get caught oh he did and he was placed in jail for four months okay it's not so yeah. bad i'll tell you the truth that's pretty good yeah but here's the payoff his story was purchased by a movie company no for millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> millions of bucks. And he said, yeah, I have to give you some change, which he promptly right. made, probably. <laughs> so what was his name again? His name was Emmerich Junta.
and he's E-N-T-T-N-E-R, Junta. Right. And he's a German. He's a German. And he's responsible for counterfeit money. Yes. He's like a German who loves to do this. So you know what? His name is not really Emmerich. That's not his real name. What is it? Well, I don't know, because if he's a counterfeiter, why would he have a real name? That's true. He probably made that name up. And this is where the witness protection program started, we think. Exactly. Nick knows nothing about what he's talking about. No, you see, I am part of the witness. Season seven, and Nick has lost the little pee that was rattling around inside his head. That's right. See, I'm part of the witness protection program. Here's what I did, though. I didn't change my name. Because they were, ah, oh, you smart. See? Yeah, this way they're so looking they, for somebody yeah, else. Nobody would think that. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I had a slush fund to help me along. <laughs> yeah. The terms and some cheddar. That's right, some cheddar. Well, wait till Nick you likes f- his, uh, his grilled cheese sandwich. Well, wait till you. F- well, wait till you find out where slush fund comes from. The term slush fund comes from. It's a not. It's actually a nautical term. Originally, the slush was the fat or grease skimmed from the top of cauldrons when boiling salted meat. Ship officers would sell the fat to tallow makers with the resulting proceeds kept as a slush fund for making small purchases for the ship's crew. That is cool. That's a good one. Slush fund. That's a very good one. There you have it. Yeah. All right. You can I tell like that. all your friends. Go to nickandroy.com and you can send us an email, which we'll get to our mailbag in just a moment. But in the meantime. Step right up here. Step right up, folks. Don't be shy. Move it. Totally useless information with Nick and Roy present Games People Play. Deleting James Bond in the Nintendo 64 game Golden Eye 007. Oh, I've played that game. Have you? Well, yes, it was with my son. That's an old game. It's it a is a great game. Well, great. Nintendo 64, how far back was that? It's... Yeah, it was a great game. We were hooked. It it was originally intended to include Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, and Sean Connery as playable characters in, in the multiplayer. Did you ever come across those characters? No, it was just a picture of me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they so, said, let's use the real hot guy. But it was originally intended to include those characters. But the plan was scrapped prior to the release, which is why you didn't see them. But the character models for these famed actors were still on the cartridge. In 2005, a, a group called the Rare Witch Project cracked, cracked the game's code and found them. Ooh. So there was still I remember, hidden. Yeah. I think I think you never get to see the actual guy because you're him. So right. you see like his hand with a gun in it. Right. And you're walking down the thing. But it was graphically. I mean, and then you wonder why people are running around shooting people because it was so graphic and you switch guns and you get health and crazy. Through the years, mm-hmm. I have some playing card things here that are real cool. Through the years, playing cards have had different size decks. They've had 12 and 24 and 36 right. and so on. Mm-hmm. The French had 52 cards in a deck, and that became the standard, the French deck of cards. It is believed that the French came up with the number 52 because of weeks in the year. Oh. There are 52 weeks in the year, so they came up with 52 cards. There's also 365 different symbols on playing cards, which coincides to the days of the year. And they believe black and red 
or day and night, you know, so. That's wonderful. So that's why, you know, until you mentioned it, I never really thought about it. Why are there only 52 cards in a deck of cards? Of course, I'm not playing with a full deck, so that explains a lot. Yeah. Nick says 12. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I I play Italian cards. I was cards. being very generous. I know, you were. <laughs> that's why I just skipped over it. So uh, I played cards with my uncle in Italy and... Uh, and my grandfather here in North America, but they had Italian playing cards. They only have 40 cards in a deck. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, 40. I don't know why. I, the Italians, they do weird things. They probably just got bored at making 40 and no. went and took a siesta and right. went on strike. No, you know what? They only work for <laughs> So if, if 52 represents 52 weeks out of the year, in Italy, <laughs> in Italian cards, it's only 40 because Italians only work 40 weeks out of the boy, year. Boy, the last time Nick and I played gin, boy, were we drunk. That's right. We were. <laughs> then we realized we played it all wrong. Hey, Sonic the Hedgehog is inside all of us the Ooh. game uh, sonic the hedgehog a gene and protein that separates your right brain from the left if you have one mm. and determines that you have two eyes is called sonic hedgehog really the gene symbol is shh the name wasn't inspired directly by the game but a comic book series a British postdoc named Robert Riddle drew inspiration from a Sonic comic his six-year-old daughter was reading, and the gene appropriately has a spiky appearance. So we all have the symbol Sonic S Hedgehog. That's right. That's a cool one. It Write is. Write that down, That's folks. That's right. All right, a Las Vegas deck of cards, Nick. Have you been to Las Vegas? Actually, I have not yet, so that's on my bucket I have, list. Yeah. I have. It's overrated. It's really weird. It's like a Disney World for for adults, and there's prostitution oh. legalized. Oh. So it's like heaven. <laughs> no, it's like a red light district. <laughs> so bring your scratch and your cheddar because you're right. going to need <laughs> Put it in the old Bouchachur. That's right, yes. <laughs> What, a Las Vegas deck of cards. How long does it get used before it's uh, not on? Not they're not destroyed. They're actually sold. But okay. how long does it get used? I would think out of a twenty-four hour day, I would I would say maybe every day, once a day, they change them. Twelve hours is the maximum. Really? But dealers can ask and request for card changes, and they usually use three to four decks per, let's say, blackjack, mm -hmm. and um, they will ask for a change sometimes every hour. If they feel that somebody is counting cards or looking at cards or maybe or marking them, maybe. Yeah. Folded a little edge with their finger. And, you know, I guess they're so good at it that they know what they're doing. Xbox was almost called direct Xbox. In 1999, Microsoft worker Ed Fries met with a hamburger. No, Ed Fries <laughs> yeah, met with <laughs> direct X. a happy meal. That's right. It was a happy meal. No, no, it's a different. It's not food. No, no, no. That's in Las Vegas. That's right. what a happy meal is, was, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> with a happy ending. In 1999, Microsoft's Ed Fries met with Direct X team to discuss a new idea called the Direct Xbox, a PC hidden, sorry, a PC with a hidden Windows operating system that would be marketed like a console machine. Mm. The first mock-up mm. of the Direct oh, yeah. Xbox was a silver X with a PC board inside. As the project moved through development, Windows was dropped, and the console looked kind of changed a little bit, and it was eventually renamed Xbox. 
I'm sticking with playing cards here. The most expensive deck of cards in the world is on display in the museum, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. It is on display. It is a 15th century hand-painted deck of cards made in the Netherlands. It's value. As of today, $145,000. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're not playing with a full deck of cards, it's only $75,000. And I believe it is a 52-card deck. The many names of Soda Popinski, the wonderfully named Soda Popinski from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, originally boxed under the guise Vodka Drunkensky. <laughs> Vodka Drunkensky. Yep. In the arcade game Tyson. Super Punch-Out. In an unlicensed port to Commodore 64. Remember that computer? Yeah, sure, sure. In an unlicensed cool. port to Commodore 64 called Frank Bruno's Boxing. Well, his name was changed to Andra Punch Punch a red off. Punch your head off. Punch right, yeah, punch your head off. Yeah. There you go. Instead of vodka drunkensky. So there you go. Oh my God. I love Mike Tyson. In the 1940s, I'm sticking again with, with playing cards. Nice. The Bicycle Playing Card Company, by the way, the most known playing card in the world is Bicycle Company. Right. It uh, produces decks of cards, and it produced in 1940 decks of cards specifically for the Red Cross. To give to prisoners of war in Germany. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they were like, you want us to give these cards to the prisoners? And they said, yes, could you please give these cards to the prisoners? Benounced to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cards, when got when they dipped them in water, would were able to separate and on the up inside portion of the card was a map to get out of that particular prison and where to go for safety. Nice. And and the um could you just imagine Schultz? Where are you going? <laughs> I have the gin. <laughs> That's right. And you guess what? Me. Hey, I got it now. I got it now. I know what the getaway vehicle was. What was it? A bicycle. Thank you for joining us, and we invite you to visit our website, nickandroy.com. As we told you, you go there and you click on birthdays. You can uh, order a very special birthday message for your loved one. Many have so far, and they love it. Nickandroy.com. Oh, best gift ever. Nickandroy.com. Just type on birthdays. There's an actual example there you you got it you gotta go nickandroy.com birthday message and if you want to send us an email you go to nickandroy.com and click on contact us what's in the mail bag what's in the mail linda from watertown new york it's a beautiful area just south of the thousand islands new york too that's funny well this one this linda's from watertown and whenever i would uh drive to new york to visit my family i would go through uh gunanakwe thousand islands as opposed to going through buffalo sure. and sure. Nick beautiful. would drive through watertown with a snorkel thing in his mouth that's right right, <laughs> right now we're going to tell you about linda who wrote from watertown new york i'm old enough to remember my first camera i ever owned it was a kodak one 10 instamatic Ooh, with the would, little flash blocks that you at put the on top, the top 
would you happen yeah. to know anything about the camera? Well, Linda, thank you. This is totally useless information with Nick and Roy. So, yes, we do know. The Kodak Instabatic 110 was introduced by Kodak in 1972 with the Kodak Pocket Instamatic cameras with Kodachrome X, Ektachrome X, Kodacolor 2, and Verachrome Pan Film. The there new were cartridges new, too. There were 110 new. cartridges, which is a new, brand yeah. new concept. The new pocket-sized cameras became immediately popular and soon displaced competing sub-miniature cameras like the Minolta 16. Those were 35 millimeter. You had to put the film across the thing to get it to hook. The one and the Instamatic, the 110, you just drop the cartridge in. Exactly. It was a 110 film, 110 film width is 16 millimeters, and a four-frame strip measures 111 millimeters. So they got it compact in there, and the 16 millimeter film width allowed Kodachrome film in 110 size to be processed on the existing processing machines that processed movie films in standard 8 millimeter and 16 millimeter films. So they're quite smart. They developed this cartridge in the 110 Instamatic so that they could be processed in the machine already had wow that is cool see thank you linda there you go that's that's for you linda mm -hmm. i've got jonathan from howard beach queens new york that's what he wrote i'm from howard beach queens new york so he's very serious <laughs> yes i have listened for two years now can't tell you how many episodes i've heard but lots okay you guys are the best and you're getting better and better every season. Are you sure he's Thank listening? You. Wait, is he, are you sure he's listening to our show? He's Jonathan. He's mm -hmm. from Howard Beach, Queens. What the hell does Jonathan know? Okay, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. No, no. Yes. <laughs> it's like we're in an old folks home. <laughs> okay. So he says you guys get better and better. He says my wife absolutely loved her birthday message there you go. and now it's coming to me jonathan and his wife betty <laughs> and, and and she she was we did a birthday message for her yeah and uh, she loved the birthday greeting she he, he said you guys are truly the best thank you for making it one of my wife's most memorable birthdays that's a little sad jonathan but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the birthday message thing every week we can pull something out of the emails from people. We've actually had people that said they heard it from some, that it was for somebody else and they heard it and thought it was great and actually emailed us, which is amazing. Well, I remember this one. Com. Go to birthday messages. Birthday messages. And uh, and so the one that I remember that one, that, that one there, was, she was born in 1967 and it was uh, the year that uh, the Big Mac was uh, introduced. And also 1967, the year she was born, it was Canada's 100th uh, celebration your celebration so yeah that was a lot of fun so a little bit of everything as you're listening to totally useless information with nick and roy and now for something completely useless i got something completely useless mm -hmm. rivers in china indonesia and the philippines if you put those three countries together china mm -hmm. indonesia and the philippines they yes. account for 63 percent of the water pollution in the world. Oh, nice. And almost 75% of the displaced plastic garbage going into the water system. Hmm. So China, Indonesia, and Philippines, get your act straight. That's right. Because that's nonsense. Yes. 63%. So 
just uh, that's just a thing that that I saw and I just had to tell our listeners. So if you're ever floating down a river in China, just look around. You'll see a bunch of garbage. <laughs> there you go. Along with the actual first test tube from COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Ooh, did I say that? <laughs> so um, are you allergic to bees, by the way? Are you a- uh, actually, I, I'm allergic to some wasp bites. Surprisingly. Oh, wow. How about Europeans? Oh, no. No, European happens in that bar with the bee. <laughs> That's right, the loo. Come over to the loo. A single bee weighs 0.00025 pounds. Whoa. 4,000 bees together weigh one pound. Each of the hives has 50,000 bees on average weighing 12 pounds. Wow. There you go. See? Yeah. Listen, laugh good, around. Nick. So four thousand. I mean, that's useless as hell. Well, yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be, you know, I would hate to be the person who had to count the 4,000 bees. Okay, everyone sit there together. Don't, 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 no, don't go on the left. Yeah, just when you get like 3,900. I, no. Yeah, gee, that's oh, Nick. Do you have news from around the world? As a matter of fact, I do. Because well, today we did talk about music. We no, we didn't. We talked. <laughs> we talked about. Uh, you know, I only slept an hour and a half. So we talked about expressions, Nick. We talked about money. Yes. We talked about games. You know what the time for? It's time for the news. Oh no! From around the corner and around the world. This is T U I News. Antoine Sims, 24, was wanted for missing a court date in 2018 where he and two others were accused of murder. What? Sims was apparently out on bond wearing an ankle bracelet when he visited a McDonald's in Atlanta and got into a verbal argument with the franchise owner. Yeah, that's always good. You walk in with an ankle bracelet on and get into an argument. Right. The irate and hungry suspect said he and his fiancée, so there's someone who loves him very much, yeah. must be his ankle bracelet. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, he probably bought her a matching one, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so he and his fiancée had ordered food but weren't giving a receipt because of a machine problem. I guess they went to one of those kiosks, right? Oh, and Antoine wanted to take it off on his taxes? So then, maybe I don't know. That's right. I went out to dinner. I had a business meeting at a McDonald's. I may be going away soon, so uh, my wife is going to have to do my taxes. No, his fiance, his oh, soon-to-be wife, fiance, his fiance. Get it right now. Didn't actually pull the trigger yet. So no, not yet. Well, yeah. So he ordered the food, but because the kiosk had a machine problem, they didn't know what the order number was. Oh, when boy, Sims we're really getting Antoine, Antoine a little pissed. Huh? Well, when he went to the counter to get the, the meal, he found that the food's temperature wasn't to his liking. Oh, yeah, now he's picky. Well, I have a quote from him. Quote. Right when he gets into the big house, he's going <laughs> to worry about food temperature. That's right. Well, he's going to worry about bending over for the soap. But go ahead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Antoine, you got a lot of other things to worry about. But go ahead, his food's cold. Now, that's a happy meal. Uh, So he says, quote, I I tried the fries. The fries, they're lukewarm, but they're not hot. Yeah. See, his grammar is amazing. Now, this is a quote. I, I, so this is not me not reading this. Guy. I'm going to give you the quote. Not, these fries are lukewarm. They're not as hot as I my tried fiance. the fries. The fries, they're lukewarm, and they're not hot. Right. Well, that was pretty good. Go ahead. 
So he's heard telling a police officer outside the store on the body cam footage he asked for a new order of fries but was rejected and instead was offered a refund that would not go into his bank account for days. The McDonald's so, worker... So he may be going away before that. He wants to spend as much as possible. That's right. He wants to spend as much bucks as he possibly could. The McDonald's worker gave a different description saying Sims got rowdy and threatened, you better give me some effing fresh fries, MFR. He told the officer. Oh, the MF. -er. He called her. He called him an MF. -er. That's right. Sims then shoved his food now, and the he drink. He called them a mother clucker. The, then it would have no, been he a didn't lot order the, worse. No, he didn't order the chicken McNuggets. No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so the store manager. So he said to him, "You better give them to me, you mother." Effort. That's right. And he tell, yeah. so now Sims had shoved his food and the drink at the man. Here's the funny part. <gasps> so his so drink he throws got, the food at the guy too. That's right. So the food was warm. And the, uh, the no, the food was cold, and his drink became warm because of all the kerfuffle. So he threw the drink at him too. That's right. So, oh, so now there's a there's a, there's a projectile, a liquid projectile. There is a problem like the bushu, and right. it's a weapon. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he was assaulted by a Coca-Cola at McDonald's. No, he wasn't assaulted. They were seasoned. And <laughs> we're on salt. French fries. Now we're on. That's They're usually right. too salty too. Talk about assault. That's right. He Eat wanted McDonald's. The You'll need to sit in that seat that we were talking about at the bar where you're going. So McDonald's will go right through it. I don't care if it's warm or not. <laughs> the speed, the rate of speed is the same no matter what the food temperature is. So did the manager have him arrested? Uh, well, he threw him out. And uh, outside the restaurant, the cops tell Sims he cannot come back to the restaurant and ask him to sign an acknowledgement, which gives him visibly... It was visibly nervous, right? Because he was like, so they you know, handed him a piece of paper to sign with a crayon because we're at McDonald's. Well, listen, he <laughs> fled from the scene and then he was tased and fell to the ground. Oh, wait a minute. So now they said, we need you to sign this here that says you're never coming back. Here. Right. And he escaped. And so the, a, a police pursuit ensued. Yeah. So he tried to break into a third floor apartment in the building nearby. Oh, wait a minute. This is over French fries. This guy's gotten crazy. Where's his girlfriend at the time? His fiance. His fiance. It, she, yeah. well, I think she, you know, she ran for the hills, and I don't blame her. She uh, probably got away, went a different direction. And she didn't have a, a, an ankle monitor on, so she probably was faster. Well, wait a minute. Cops found 31 grams of marijuana in his fiance's car. Oh, no. A match made it's in heaven. Even better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sims so the was, car was hotter than the fries. That's, <laughs> that's right. The car was baked. <laughs> so Sims was charged with possession of a controlled substance with the intent to distribute. It's very unusual that someone knowing he's wanted by... They know he was distributing I mean, McDonald's was distributing cold fries. We know that. That's true. But we don't know if, if, if Mr. Sims, now they're just ins they're insinuating that he was going to sell it. It might have all been his and hers for the honeymoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's under arrest, and uh, he's wanted good, for good murder. Thing. So, yeah, uh, another good person thing. behind. So he's wanted for murder. He's under arrest for drug possession. And the fact that he, you know, and he's hungry. <laughs> he's hungry, too. <laughs> he never too. got to eat through this whole thing. <laughs> hey, if you're hungry for more Totally Useless Information, you have to wait till next week. Because we are done with this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick uh, and Roy. We will, scour, we will scour the internet and other sources to find more Totally Useless Information just for you.
And until then, go to nickandroy.com and look at all the wonderful things. There's going to be pictures of us in our underwear as well. That's right. And all kinds of things. So go uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend about the show because that's what's making it so popular. And we do thank everyone for doing that. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.